Hey everyone, Jake hopping in here real quick before the episode gets started, just to let you know that for the month of December, Nathan and I are taking a little bit of a break, but we do still have new content for you guys that is some kind of special episodes that we've uh, recorded, uh, just testing our format out in a few different ways. So enjoy these, and know we will be back with one last end of the year, festive holiday, Christmassy, all of the hullabaloo episode on December 19th that we are recording and working on right now. But in the meantime, to get you all ready for that, please enjoy these kind of fun, experimental episodes uh, that we made a little bit back. And uh, yeah, enjoy the fun, festive time of year. Welcome to a special episode of RNGPC. Let me tell you a little bit about what is about to happen and your safe word in case you want to bail out early. Spoiler, there's no safe word. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is uh, Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. Did you not... Whoa, did you almost forget your own name I on the intro? Your name's even name, written yeah. down there. Sure. And, uh, I have so many notes. I wish I would have heard you read through. We should say what we are first and then talk about why we're special and what we're doing different this episode, not start with the special. Oh, no. This is a special episode. It is. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. It's very special. I'm just saying, usually we still wanted to say what we are first and then we get to why we're special. Anyway, that's fine. It's fine. We'll, 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 we're doing great. This is perfect. Why are we special? God. Well, individually or this episode? This episode. Oh, it's because we brought someone this time. We have someone here. <laughs> Hi, Bill. You can talk now. Yeah, Bill's here with us. Do I want to? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That is the proper response. I uh, mean, we're, we're, we're exactly, what, two minutes in and I already regret coming on? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> well, it's because, you know. And to be excited to be here. <laughs> excited. To, oh, oh, hold on. Let me try this again. I am excited to be here. <laughs> Perfect. I am a meat popsicle. That's perfect. It's the level of enthusiasm we hope and dream for. There we go. Yep, that is that is what our our, our listeners have come to expect. Good. Um, well, I think we should maybe go into how we know Bill or why Bill is special and why he's here. Is I'm that special? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're our first guest. You're our first oh, one. Okay. You were popping yeah, so... the guest cherry. Like this is usually only room for two people here, but you exactly. You just. Just forcing your way in, making room for a third. <laughs> oh, cheers. <laughs> um, anyway, so Bill is yeah. someone that we have been playing Dungeons and Dragons with. How when did it when did we start? You guys started way before me, but I joined in last February. Oh wow. So has it been over a year then? A year over and a half? A year, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. It feels like we've done nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think part of that is because we do share the joy of role playing, and I feel like so much of that campaign has just become not necessarily pointless bickering, but a lot of bickering and just kind of, of like in character like argument. But that leads to such development that we never really—it's just the the campaign's called emotional damage, and it's very aptly named because uh, 
there's a lot of that, just a lot of talking about emotions and all the problems going on. So there's a lot of just uh, emotions that we talk about in that campaign. But I think that's why we were so excited to bring you in and bring you on because I'm excited to see what you could potentially also bring to this patented character development system <laughs> we have here at RNGPC. Uh, it, it's interesting because I came with an idea and like all of my D&D characters, they one thing changes and then the whole concept of what I had changed. Yeah. And that's that's how most of my stuff works where I'm like, okay, what do I want to build? What am I playing as? I'll pick this and I have a general idea of what I want to do. And then something just falls into place and then everything just reworks itself. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's great though. I think that's an awesome way to go with it. Because I mean, I don't know what I, what you um because I, I brought it to you guys with like the idea of a big game hunter and i really in my head was put teddy roosevelt in D D. <laughs> okay you know put teddy roosevelt uh, if you're not a history buff gaston in D, like yeah. this pompous jackass who just gloats when he's in town and then can shoot something and do a lot of damage and then just falls back yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> like a full rough rider yeah yeah, yeah. and it was just yeah. just just that and then like i started going through it because i was like i don't want to be bland and do just a human because i i usually fall to just human as a race so i started going through it and i asked you guys what you guys did what you haven't done and i settled on one and i went i don't want him to be that anymore and he just reworked oh. immediately that's nice. awesome. Nice. Cool. Well, before we dive into that, though, I do want yeah. to ask you a couple questions, though, Bill, so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. And then maybe it. even so we can get to know you a little bit better, because all we know you as is the guy who shows up two hours late to our sessions, yells at <laughs> all of us, and then uh, we have to end our sessions over. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that, that's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, so um, we've so, made a customized so... BuzzFeed quiz for you to figure no, out. No. <laughs> no, it's just You're a Jerry. <laughs> Um, so, Bill, how long have you you've been playing D&D &D for quite a while, haven't you? I have been playing since 2007. I came real late to the game. I was in college, and a really, really good friend of mine that I love dearly, he was like, hey, do you want to come play D&D? &D? We were in theater together, and so I was like, he was like, you'll love it. And I was like, I don't know. And he bought me my first dice set, and we played, and it was the most dysfunctional campaign I've ever had, including this one. Oh, wow. Have I told you guys that story about how we, we became the bad guys in it? I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, do you want me to tell it now? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so... Mark's uh, notes, go. So, uh, starts off pretty general. It's a magic nullified world. Uh, I'm a fighter. We have a thief. We have a paladin. We have a bard. And uh, the bard is playing it super like, oh, gee, Williker, I'm going to go tell my mom I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> so, the thief and I start ripping into him. And it just doesn't stop. Well, we get our asses handed to us to this like evil death cleric who throws us into slavery. And we're just getting sent off to the bad guy place. And okay. the bard has this brilliant idea. He's like, hey, guys, I can do something that isn't okay. But just don't freak out. And we're like, okay. So he uses mage hands to steal keys while we're in this like locked up caravan. I have the only guard in a chokehold trying to slit his throat failing the throat slit every roll but critically succeeding the grapple every turn he keeps trying to break out of <laughs> the bard takes the keys unlocks the door walks out locks the door and says you guys have been nothing but dicks to me i'm selling you into slavery 
<laughs> and drives away. <laughs> Meanwhile, I finally kill the guard and I go, did we get out? <laughs> <laughs> so what pushed it over the edge, though, was the paladin tried to attack him when he put all of us to sleep except the paladin, but that loses all of his paladin points. Okay. And he rolls a one on the attack. So my that's my buddy who got me in, involved too. Okay. He was the one who brought me into this. He and the DM go <gasps> and run off out of the other room real quick and come back and don't say anything. But basically what happened is the paladin hit his head and he was passed out. The next day he doesn't remember who he is. Oh my oh god. So he has amnesia and it's just so stupid. So the the <laughs> bard goes the bard goes, I want to talk to the paladin. And he's like, Who's the paladin? And he goes, You know what? F this. And he sets the caravan on fire and leaves to go back to the same town that we came from. We break out of the caravan, vow revenge, go back to the first town, murder the death cleric, and then are going to go kill the bard and his mom. Nice. And that was where the campaign ended. <laughs> That's amazing. I love everything about that. I mean, if, if you want to know what kind of D and D character I make, I mean, I once made Scorpion in fourth edition from Mortal Kombat oh, into nice. a D campaign, which retooled everybody else to make Mortal Kombat characters. So we had Mortal Kombat and D and D. Nice. I'd be yeah. Sub Zero for sure. Yep, we had Sub Zero. We had Nightwolf. And we was had, he a druid? Was Sub Zero a druid? Or no, he was a sorcerer. Oh, he was okay. a sorcerer. Right. Makes sense too. Yep. And then uh, the Nightwolf was a ranger who dropped all of his money into Thunder Arrows, all of his money. And I was a. It was like this sword mage who could teleport to his sword, and I made a deal with the DM that. Um, if I cut the distance to two squares, because it was like my my movement speed that I could throw it and then teleport to, I was like, if I could cut it to two, so I'm cutting it to ten feet, could it be an auto grapple that I have to pull people towards me with a strength check? He was like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, he was like, he didn't know what I was doing, so I was um, like, by the way, I'm Scorpion. And then he goes, <laughs> you bastard. And I'm like, get over here. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's amazing. Well, uh, that's oh, yeah. That's then. Then my, my, my personality wise is I always tend to try to take lead of, of games. So I, I occasionally do make really dumb characters to, to sway away from that natural pull of myself. Okay. And that's where the barbarian known as Barbok came in where, uh, again, I, I homebrewed with a DM. Can I take one point away from intelligence and put it in strength? And he said, yeah, of course. Again, <laughs> I trick my DMs. So he had a seven intelligence, but a 21 in strength Oh Jesus! <laughs> by level four. Barbach was unkillable. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's why, like, dude, to be honest, like, based on what you just said, I try to go against your natural pull of what you want to play. It's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you on this episode, because like, I think, I think yours and Jake's RP moments when your characters are together in our current campaign, I'm like totally invested in like whatever <laughs> it is that your guys' relationship currently is. Um, because it's so dysfunctional, but it's so great. I think there's a lot there that you both like kind of subtly play with. I think you're both aware of it. Um, and I just I just love when you're with us for a long time, Bill, and you get to role play because like you're one of the most committed role players I've played with. And uh, it's just it's always great having you when you're with us for a full episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not always, but that's nah, that's the job right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, do we, do we want to talk about that briefly? Because because I don't know if even Jake about, knows what happened with that character, and what the puzzle pieces came to how everything has played out. That, I mean, I wait for for what for Des for Des, yeah. So Des is a rogue that joined your guys's party pretty late into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long you guys have been playing before. I think we're like level four, level maybe level four, and, or level five. I think yeah. 
and and our dm was like hey you're sent in as like this this double agent you're working for the bad guys and i was like oh okay <laughs> i wasn't really loving it and and what i always try to go against like oh rogues have to steal everything and they they hate paladins and mm-hmm. they're just dicks of the group and i think i've only stolen one thing from you guys because i always lean towards uh, a lot of people say like you know oh what is your alignment I hate mm-hmm. that so I always pick a lawful neutral which is you build your own code of law mm-hmm. yeah and it's like the biggest cop out ever in any mm-hmm. alignment chart because you're just like I'm lawful neutral what does that mean here's my code I follow it to a T and my character follows it to a T and um, so the idea was as soon as I became a part of your party I stopped stealing things from you guys I've only stolen one thing, and that was from Nate's character, and it was a deed. But right oh, after okay, I yeah. did that, right after I did that, you guys welcomed me into your group, and I was like, "Oh, well, okay, that's that's that." And it's just like these check marks start coming off, and then we build this whole thing about like how, how I'm in debt with somebody, and like Jake's character goes, "No, we're gonna get you out of it," and I'm just like, "Oh, oh my god." This means a lot, which started the whole Des and Andrin thing, <laughs> yeah, quite Andrin. literally, because. Yep. Because Dandarin, oh, did we ship that now? Apparently, that's what it is. I just came up with it and I like it. It's Dandarin. Dandarin, done. <laughs> done. Uh, and and it, it t- turned into there that she, Des fell in love with that idea of Andarin. Oh, the idea quite, of quite, I like that a lot. Be, because mm-hmm. the idea that Andarin was the white knight. Okay. When he goes, no, we're going to get you out of this. Like we had that one talk right before we ran into the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we found underneath like, a mountain, and you're like, "No, we'll we'll help you get out of this." And I was like, "Boom, done." And I was just like, "She fell in love with that." So then, when we got back to the city, and you were drunk, everything was shattered, which just causes the huge <laughs> rift into the Dandarin ship. We're going down mm-hmm. like the Titanic now. <sighs> it's it's been great. No, because like I think that's what's awesome like about that, and like I I picked up on it, but like not in a way of like I was gonna come out and ask <laughs> about it in any like straight out way, but like just this idea of I think. I, to Nate's point, like I love that you you put it as it's the idea of Andrin because even that to Andrin he doesn't understand what yeah. that is, and so much of that got shattered for him, as like he's just trying to figure out like. And to me, I've always kind of played it through the idea of like the idea of masculinity and like mm-hmm. what is this like? Oh, what does it mean to be this, this, and this? And like, and he's had to deal with a lot of when his best friend that he was supposed to be protecting died in a way he couldn't do, I or yeah. couldn't save him from. I took that as like a Superman moment because like literally one of my favorite origins that it's never been done properly in the films for Superman, but Superman's father in the comics dies from a heart attack yeah. in the one way that Superman can't yeah. save someone. Yeah, right. He can't this, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's this whole idea of no matter how strong and powerful and all of this shit, whatever you have going for you, there's still going to be people you can't there's, save. There's the one thing that you can't do to stop, stop somebody. And it's like, it's, it's right up there with one of my favorite Superman moments. If we're on it is when the uh, uh, emotionally abused girl, tries to throw herself off the skyscraper and he keeps catching her and she goes, why do you keep doing this? Because he goes, because it's my job. It's what I'm here to do. I will always catch you no matter how many times you throw it. She goes, there's other things going on. And she's like, right now you're the most important thing right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's like, that's what you don't ever get out of the movies of Superman. Yeah. Well, it's because he's supposed to be the shining beacon of hope. And like the films are like, oh, yeah, but what if we make him like Batman? Batman. Like, yeah. what, what if we make him angry and angsty? And, ugh. But, but yeah. And so for Andrew, it was just this idea of like, okay, what does this mean? How does this change everything mm-hmm. for me? I can't do everything, blah, blah. And then shortly after that, having his group come back and him 
now questioning the idea of wait what were they if they were if i was aiming to be like them but now i'm finding out they're awful and so like they're awful people yeah and so he's just now struggling to figure out what that means for him and so like that's why it was awesome i think that somebody else was also invested in the idea of andrin because even andrin was striving for the idea of andrin um so yeah yeah. So, <laughs> back um, on topic yeah, you did this up. nathan you started this tangent yeah, you, you let me open up this can of worms right <laughs> this is your fault yeah, i can right. go on for hours about previous characters <laughs> <laughs> and i just i just got one more thing bill that I, that you showed me that i thought was awesome that oh. i want you to kind of go into a little bit so you have this you found this thing that breaks down what the stats mean compared to a tomato and this, I was wondering if you could uh, elaborate on that. I think, but, you know what I want to say? Because this was just on the internet. Bill made this up. This is Bill's I was about log. to say, this, this, this is not mine. This, this is isn't, this isn't this. like something you're like, oh, this so-and-so person posted on Tumblr. This has been around forever. Like, I remember searching back in the dark ages of the internet of 2007 and okay. finding this tomato thing. Well, you should. So, so that's when Bill wrote it in 2007. Yeah, back exactly. In yep. 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 You can, you can find my old handle and I'll kill you slowly. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's his handle. I'll kill yeah, you slowly. Uh, but, but it was, if you're ever unsure about what the uh, stats were in D and D because D and D is not user friendly at mm-hmm. all. And you just kind of go, that especially too, right? Uh, 3.5 was the worst, but it also had the most freedom. Fourth tried to made it more like a video game where it was like mm-hmm. more streamlined and five is kind of a mixture of both. It's like, yeah. It, you get people who are pissy about fourth, which is where you get Pathfinder, and that's just like I'm here to play D and D. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'm here to play stupid characters and have a lot of fun with yeah. my friends. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever unsure what they mean, you compare it to a tomato. This is like the love languages with tacos. Okay. Um, which I don't remember those off the top of my head because you know it's either love languages or D and D, and I'll pick we'll, D and D every time. We'll, we'll we'll bring that into our next podcast. Yeah. Our, our so, RNG love languages. So so if you're ever wondering what strength is because you're a potato head, um, it's how easily you can crush a tomato. Okay. And dexterity is how easily you can hit a target with a tomato. By okay. throwing it. Makes sense. Constitution is how little would it hurt if you were hit in the chest by a tomato, okay. by the jackass who threw it at you. Okay. Intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Everyone knows that. Wisdom is knowing that though it is a fruit, a tomato does not belong in a fruit salad. <laughs> and charisma is being able to sell someone a fruit salad with tomatoes in it. Uh, (laughs) Which, if you're playing the home game, salsa is a tomato fruit salad. (laughs) If you're playing along at home, yep. All right. Yeah, no, that's... See, I think that's funny. And I think that's great. And that's a great way to, like, kind of be able to explain that to anyone because i think so much gets lost in the idea of like oh wait it's this fantasy world and all this and what are these numbers and blah blah it's like no no no. it's just try and make it all as basic and as straightforward as possible and it's like most people are like oh intelligence is book smart wisdom is street smart so that's where like the whole Mm -hmm. knowing it's a fruit but it doesn't belong in a fruit salad Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of idea came down from so that's that's the tomato chart i love it i love it all right are you guys ready to dive into what bill has brought to the table and uh create this character this week I mean, I guess, unless we want to keep just rambling in the beginning. We could ramble for an hour. Nah. I mean, really. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, so. <laughs> no, yeah, I think let's, uh, let's, let's dive into this uh, Gaston-esque uh, Theodore Roosevelt 
but he's not anymore. Give that away, you idiot. Are you listening to it? Yeah, that, no. that was the starting just... point. All my characters oh, well... start with an idea and then they like change, evolve, mutate, we'll whatever you want to call it. So now I'm not invested anymore. Bill, well, you might. He is in the need of another co host. Are you interested? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm for it. Nathan, you're quitting? No. no. <laughs> yo, 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 motherfuckers. We about to get all merry up in this bitch. And since it's the holidays, we about to shout out every one of our Patreons. The only question is, should I spit this shit fast or spit it in Klingon? I can't do either of those, so listen to this generic flow. Take a seat, grab a drink. Here we go. We would like to say thanks to our friend Impending Duff. He had us on his own show when our shit was really rough. Now it's time to say thanks to this dude, his name is Jack. He's a big bad evil guy and he'll fucking eat you like a snack. And we can not forget our biggest hog, his name is Brett. He would have us yell and eat more bacon till the room starts shaking. All these peeps mentioned here are sweeter than your chicklings, dear. Through their help and support, we could stop Voldemort. Uh, yeah. If you would like to be shouted out with all these fine people... Just head on over to patreon.com slash rngpc and maybe you'll end up in the sequel. Nate, out. Okay, so I, I like I said, I was starting with this Theodore Roosevelt style character and and um, I, at first I was like, okay, so we could easily just put it as a ranger, do the hunter's mark, get a boatload of damage off of things. You could take a crossbow without like crossbow expertise, flavor text the hell out of it saying it's a gun and just, yeah, you, sure. know, you know, sure. I'm not, I'm one, I'm a person who likes to do homebrews, but I don't like doing all the work. So we just flavor text. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, uh, so it was like, okay, we'll take like a heavy crossbow and then we'll just say it's like a rifle. So he doesn't take expertise training. So he doesn't, he reloads slowly and we'll just go off of that. And then any DM will be like, no, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so we start with a ranger. And then I started looking at backgrounds and I didn't like any of them. Like I was like, maybe folk hero. Cause the idea, like he comes into town sure. and he telling tales and buying everybody drinks. And then I saw outsider and I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. And then I asked you guys about races and then I fell on one that I've never made before. And I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it tabaxi? I think it's, it's my best guess. I think it's tabaxi. Tabaxi. And they're jungle cats, people like they're cat people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty at that point, everything turned inside out. Because I was <laughs> okay. like, what if I stick with this big game hunter? But I go with a tabaxi. And I was like, well, they wouldn't really be like this Gaston character. They'd be more like Stranger's Wrath, Odd World, like okay. this bounty hunter. And I'm like, okay. And then it started pulling on, like, I pull on a lot of influences from like other, other, like, uh, inspirations like des is based off of the thief series for video games okay yep. and 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 um carrie ellis's character from psych whose okay. name is Despero. Yeah. so so i yeah there we go uh <laughs> so so i as soon as i had this idea of like this wanderer coming into town and i was like ooh, get this like odd world stranger's wrath kind of look i instantly went to a star wars novel that i have on my shelf called the han solo trilogy the paradise snare okay and he he gets a bodyguard that is a giant cat what? like how does chewy feel about this 
Chewie's not there yet. This is like when he gets right kicked out of the the academy. Oh, before okay. before the before the retcon from Disney. I was saying, this... so where is where is um um, what's his name? Uh, Woody Harrelson and all of this. Uh, um, actually, <laughs> the, the character that he's borrowed from is in the beginning of the of oh. the book. Oh. Um, so he has this like giant cat thing that just is like this badass honor bound like bounty hunter and i was like oh that's kind of cool and like, at that point it was set this was the character so i was like all right so he's a hunter so just imagining this like giant like reddish striped cat like deep maroons and bright mm-hmm. oranges in like this hood and carrying a big crossbow being a hunter walking in town and i took a motif that i always used from another character like my first character i ever made in that one campaign was he always had a motto that if he could see it, he could touch it. If he could touch it, he can kill it. And he can kill it, then it's not man enough for him. So I was like, <laughs> because because it was it, we were butting head. I was a fighter. I was butting heads with the paladin. He's like, well, God. I'm like, if if your God's real, I can see it and I can touch it and I can kill it. Nice. <laughs> and, like, and he was like, okay. So so uh, this hunter was like, well, if he can see it, he can hunt it. And if he can hunt it, he can touch it. And if he can touch it, he can kill it. And it's right. just those simple like ideas of a mantra because I like these ideas of a mantra and a character of, all right, that's your motivation right there. Yeah. I'll do anything for gold because I'm there for the hunt, the thrill for the hunt. It, what I'll say too is what this reminds me of is Craven um, yeah. from the Spider-Man series. The, the, exactly, yeah. Who, Nathan, are you familiar with Craven at all? I'm not, no. He is the He's only the... person to actually kill Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> we, you, okay, you've alluded to him in a, a past. I've, I've talked on him in the past, but like okay, this, yeah. this is 100% like very yeah. craven-esque yeah, the point where craven feels bad after killing spider-man and tries to be him for a little yeah. bit <laughs> yep. it's like Cra- oh. craven's just a dude who likes the hunt and like mm-hmm. i'm like okay so i'm pulling from craven from stranger's wrath and basically predator and i'm like <laughs> so that's that's what i brought to the table this badass nice. outsider cat named core maybe with two r's k-o-r-r probably is this, right, awesome. is this is this in reference to anyone we may have just accidentally crushed with rocks in a different campaign? No, no. This is just like <laughs> this was this is where the Han Solo thing came in. Like the character's okay. name was like Merg or something like that. Oh, okay. like, because they can't pronounce certain words with cat teeth. So mm-hmm. I was like, what would be a word that like would be in there, quote unquote, if they had a specific language, that yeah. language that way they have, and I'm like, core would be fine. This, this, yeah, it sounds like the sound they would be making, and they got a hairball. Like, yeah, yeah, core. Yeah, this so they'd be just like core. Where are you doing? And he's like out for a hunt, and just mm. so it's just you know, if he's not super intelligent, he doesn't need to be. It just he's there to hunt. So like he'd track, he'd find, he'd kill, and he'd bring it back like a cat. Yeah, mm, and bring it back and present it as a gift. Yeah, exactly. So it's like that's why, like the idea of like <laughs> he's a ranger bounty hunter like character. Yeah, and I, think I that like that. Would really work. And where we go from there would kind of depend on stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we get to that, the last thing I want to do mm-hmm. is Nathan. Yes. I know you have an affinity towards cats and feline creatures. Yeah. Or, what it... <laughs> so are you going to let that affect any of this or how you potentially? Let me tell you, man, if, if real life cats that people had in their house looked like this fucker I'm looking at on the Forgotten Realms, I would like cats <laughs> a lot more. Not you mean that just cool. have thumbs. You mean just have thumbs, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and, our, and what I will say, too, is the first thing that pops out to me is that they're taller than most humans. They're mm-hmm. six to seven feet tall. So you're saying so- you just want them to be bigger. Yeah, so it's like my idea would be like this: this this cat would be like purposely hunched over since he has to talk to so many shorter people than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then, yeah, let's start. Um, let's start figuring out the random second tier of this background um, okay. that we want to be building. Um, I think the first thing, at least on the list we have here, is personality trait. Do you want to roll on that one 
first? Sure. What do I roll for it, sir? So, uh. Uh, so just to give a brief overview. So we're looking at, we're on the D&D wiki for anyone that might be following along. And we have the uh, background called Marked by the Outsider, which is what we're going to be rolling on to, to figure out the personality, the ideal, the bond, and the flaw for this character. So, Bill, if you want, I've got the list up in front of me. If you would like to roll a D8, we'll figure out this character's personality trait. A six. You rolled a six. That is, I like to tinker, especially with things that are new to me. See, that kind of works for like this idea that I have. That yeah. You just come into town and be like, ooh, there's this thing that I don't know how to kill. All right, let's figure it out. Nice. I like it. I like that you like it as well. Yeah. Um, all right, so the next one. Normally, we alternate, Bill, but we can let you take control of your character, your characters. Right. Yeah. So the ideal is a D6, right? It Correct. Is a D6. I'll read this one, though. That's how a one. Ooh, a one. So your ideal is zealous. The outsider gave me his mark to destroy. Again, kind of fits <laughs> with what I want. Well, well, also this this is where though I know you're you're not crazy about alignment, and we kind of talk about it here just but, as like a. Well, then it's like it says it's evil, yes. but it's like so that means he's not there for a capture; he's there for a kill. Mm-hmm. If it says dead or alive, he's bringing in bringing them in cold and maybe yeah. a little munched on. Well, I mean, yeah, you get hungry, you got a snack. Yeah, I mean, um, like, hey, the calves are just sitting here. Well, and see what anything. what I think is interesting too is I think we'll we'll want to go back and look into the actual this marked this because this uh, this background is marked by the outsider. So it's we'll we'll want to look and see because the the at least the phrasing of this and we can use whatever this we want or mm-hmm. don't want. But it says the outsider gave me his mark. So somebody gave you this as like whoever you're influenced by, whoever this outsider is. Mm-hmm. Was like okay, here you go. This is the per- it, it honestly kind of makes me think of um wanted, um yeah. and like Morgan Freeman esque of like here's who you go kill. You go kill this person. I'll go kill this. Go kill that. And like kind of just sends you out. Or even even if it's not even that, maybe if it's a little bit more religious, you have something like I'm there to kill any outsider or something like that. You know, if yeah. it, it, it depends on how how far we want to go into this or yeah. how we want to interpret the outsider. I like uh, this so far. Okay, so well, Bond is the next bond. one. Uh, okay, Bond. D six. All right, we got uh five. Five. I'm only devoted to the outsider. If he needs me, I will do as he commands. Okay, that's cool. We're, we're just oh, keeping geez. this right along. <laughs> <laughs> the religious vibes are getting stronger as we're going. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> All, right, All right, last, last one, one is flaw. D6. We, we got a one. Yes! Nice. That's literally what I was hoping in my head, and the flaw is I'm a bit of a drunkard. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Job's done. I want a drink. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Awesome. So initially, Bill, um, before we dive into rolling this character's stats, which, which uh, Jake and I typically let, they can be pretty strong motivators for him and I to figure out just a little bit more about this character. But before we dive into that, let's see. What are you thinking so far right now with what we've uh, rolled? You kind of have, it's kind of aligning in your favor based on your initial thought, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's so far it is. It's like the idea of like, okay, I like to tinker. I like to make things. Uh, whatever the outsider is, so to be, he's going to do it. He's devoted to it. And then he, he's a drunk. So, you know, he likes to party. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of feeds back into that little bit of Gaston thing that I washed away, but it's coming back now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when the job's done, or maybe even when, you know, it's an easy job, you just a little sippy, sippy, sip. Just a little sippy, sip. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, there we go. See, and I think that's fun, too, because that's, that's like an easy flaw to, like, for people to relate to and or bring into a game, right? Because it's one of those things that's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's just like, that's a crutch, and you kind of fall on. Like, it, it's one of those things also that as a DM, if you're playing with, 
if somebody wants to drink more, like, oh, okay, cool. Well, here's the, how it affects you. And like, it, it has actual ramifications in the game. So, yeah. What instantly pops into my head is the Jurassic Park novel while Mel Dune is just drinking whiskey out hunting the T Rex. Oh, <laughs> it's like, ah, it's a little, a little dangerous. Then you're like, okay, Mel Dune, you do whatever you want. <laughs> I need to read those. I've heard those are very good. They're very yeah. good. They're very different. Yeah. That's, that's also what I've heard. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We just jinxed. Ooh. It's like we're hosts of the same podcast or something. Someone owes oh, so much a Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, the, the last thing I'll say is do we so when this background you kind of brought over, I think there's some interesting like back like actual background to it. Do you want to dive into that at all? Uh like just kind of talk about like so it says sometime in your past you were in the lowest of lows. You were at the end of your rope, but then a figure from beyond came to you, either in your sleep or uh you wish or in what you wished for, or a dream, someone came to you in the void and gave you a gift. The outsider, he became interested in you and decided to give you his mark, which some say has a terrible price attached to it. To this very day, it still burns on your hand, but why you? What exactly does the outsider have stolen for you? What is the price you might end up paying? So I just didn't know if you had thought on that at all. Who's been playing Dishonored too much? Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And again, we don't have to fully use that as a whole. It could just be this idea. Because the idea would be like this cat, uh, this this core was thrown out of his like cat clan and his became litter. A dr- his litter and became became a, a drunkard and you know just had no purpose in life and then the outsider came to him in a dream and therefore would have uh like bestowed this and given him a purpose but since it happened after he'd become a drunk that was kind of something that was left over beforehand so now he does what the outsider bids he goes and not like a again this is another reference the thing that i always loved was um uh, if you've read the dresden files which are fantastic like uh noir books set in chicago with a wizard um but yeah 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 this is amazing in in the books you find out that there's these three people carrying swords that have nails in them from the actual cross jesus was crucified on wow so so they they go to these places and one of them is the best part is an atheist and he goes they go how are you carrying a sword with holy power on it and don't believe in God. He goes, I just go to places that I feel like I have to go to and smite the evil there. There's no God attached to it. So it's like the idea of like, all right, he just goes to these places to do what the outsider wills without actually being told it. So he goes, no, I'm here for the outsider. He was wanting me to go here. Let's see what the bounty board says. That's what he wants me to kill. Nice. That okay. Yeah. No, I, Ooh, I like that. That's exciting. Yeah. He just Um, just grabs it and goes, all right, this is what we're doing. You know, go to whatever bounty hunter guild you have and be like, give me all your, give me all of them. Well, all of what? All of the open targets. I'm going to make the outsider happy. (laughs) That's amazing. I like that a lot. Um, Okay. All right. So you want to move on to stats then? Yeah. 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 I mean, because we're already starting to build out some of this. And so I think stats wise, we can start just filling in some of the little blanks we have. Yeah. So one thing that we do, Bill, which I think we alluded to when discussing, is we kind of we roll stats typically from top to bottom, and we whatever we roll, we just roll. The 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 good old second edition. Oh, you want to be a wizard, but you have high Correct. strength. You're a knight. Yeah. Yeah. And then we figure out how whatever we rolled uh, will will change our initial thoughts about the character. Yeah. So um, you cool with that? 
Yeah, I'm for that. I mean, like the thing is, oh man, this is gonna be fun. So is it how many of these? It's been forever. So six? so we also we also mess with this sometimes. It's forty six, and then we remove either the highest or the lowest. You can choose which one you want to do. Oh. We like to set it at the beginning and do it all the way through. If you want to kind of let it, just you know, right. oh, this one's way too high. I'll take out the lowest. We'll be using we'll be using the uh, Las Vegas red clear dice. Nice, Ooh, nice. The swamp green dice. Oh, that one looks my, like a crystal. My glow in the dark Cthulhu dice. Oh, I mean you have to. And my forest dice. Nice. All right, for strength we have two fours and two threes. Okay. Okay. So, so you want to get rid of highest or yeah, lowest? Yeah. You, you want to get rid of the highest one or lowest one? Do you want to get rid of a two or a three? Let's so do get you want... rid of a four. Okay. So it's a four three three. So that's a ten. 10. So right. basic strength. Awesome. Okay. I'll roll decks. Okay. Oh, are, we, are we rotating to who's rolling these? Okay. All right. Why should I, I rolled roll a two, a six, a five, and a four. So our, our, to keep um, with the trend, we're getting rid of the highest. So I got rid of the six. So that's oh, going to be 11. Okay. Not Jeez. Awful. What would this be if we got rid of the. Okay. Well, I'm rolling con. We're getting rid of the highest ones. This has been happening. Is that, is that what we're doing? I didn't, I didn't know I was setting a trend. I was just. I thought we were mixing it up. Yeah, we know. Mr. Think... Mr. gets rid of a six instead of a two over here. Well, what would it be if we got rid of the two? Um, if we got rid of the two, it would be a much better. It would be 15. Let's do that. See, I, yeah. Okay. So I, I, think, I think what we want to do here is we want to look and see what each will be so we can have a more functioning character. But also, if it's super low, that's fine. If, if, it, okay. if it works and makes sense, that then. Yeah. Cool. Because we want this character to, to be a little bit more functional than some of our past ones. Okay. Because we have a guest here. We're supposed to be treating him nice. Nathan. No, it's fine. Sorry. I mean, hey, you want to you want to make him a shit shot? We'll make him a drunk all the time. <laughs> all right, so I'm rolling Constitution, yep. and um, we're gonna really test out. Uh, so I rolled a six, a six, a five, and a one. So we can either have a Constitution of seventeen, or we can have a Constitution of twelve. So either way, it's gonna be good. Do you want him super hardy or just normal hardy? Let's make him super hardy. Let's super make hardy. this. Let's make this a really messed up character of a yeah. ranger. So we're gonna. Like, they're supposed to be squishy you hit this guy i will crush you <laughs> he's like he's not very muscly it's just he's it's just dense it's just dense <laughs> juggernaut bitch <laughs> all right I if you threw a jokes. tomato at him he wouldn't even feel it yeah <laughs> he's like did you just throw a tomato at me <laughs> all right here we go intelligence oh my five five three three let's get rid of a five all right so we I... have a <laughs> eleven yeah, Eleven so intelligence. He's not right. dumb. <laughs> not dumb. He's also not the best. I roll wisdom. I rolled a five, a two, a two, and a six. Lose a two. So, lose a two. All oh, right. You want to so, be wise as shit? Um, he's got to track him. What the math on there? Thirteen. Yep. All right. Yeah, Carlos, uh, Tabaxi will probably give us some pluses in some of these. Too. He gives a plus two to Dex and a plus one to Charisma. Oh, okay. Well, I was hoping to have a low charisma, but let's see. Well, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Nope. <laughs> These dice are fucking loaded. Um, I rolled a six, a five, a five, and a one. Oh my god. So, do you want to get rid of the let's six? Get rid of a five. Oh, you want to get rid of the five in the middle? Yeah. So make okay. it twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it interesting. Okay, okay. And then you said that gets a plus one, right? I believe so. Yeah. Let me double check to yeah, make sure that I'm not pulling out of the box. Yes, charisma score plus one. There we go. That's going to be a 13 charisma. So he's not awful. So just, let's not... summarize for those of you at home. We have a strength of 10, 
a dex of 17 after the added from the tabaxi, a con of 17, intelligence 11, wisdom 13, charisma 13. It's not. It's pretty well rounded. I yeah. I, I, I seem to luck out on most of my stat rolls. It's kind of loaded. Yeah. I mean, the main yeah. thing is going to be the strength, right? So it's like that makes sense, though, right? He's going to be kind of weak. So because he's, he's not going to hit you hard, but like he could use something that has a finesse dexterity exactly. bonus. So he's mm -hmm. there to, to you know if you get in close, he can take you on. He just needs the proper weaponry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he's he's going to be more like Freddy and less like Jason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. I like More it. like Spider Man, less like Hulk. I'm trying yeah, to think that's, of that's better. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like he, he, he's going to make you tie yourself up, kind yeah, of. Yeah. You're like, all right, you want to fight me? You can hit me all you want. I mean, it's just going to not work well for you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Hit me back? No, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Shoot you bunch. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna go the full Indiana Jones where the guy's doing the whole sword dance yeah, technique right. and just be like, yeah, oh, fuck, I ain't got time you know, for this. <laughs> just yeah. shoot him. I have the flu. I don't want to do what I've been training for weeks to do. We've trained um, for so long, I'm just going to shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you the editor, though, was like, oh, man, great. This movie now can be 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So then i think what we want to try and do is now figure out what this kind of the backstory for core is and like why he was thrown out of his litter right and like when so like was he then just i'm just using litter as the no, no, group no, no, it's, it was, this is like the nitty-gritty stuff that i'm just like yeah the dm will fill it in because yeah, i'm, see, no, I'm, I'm one of those here. assholes I, I know but i think that's that's my mentality i mean the dm we play with i told you i once just gave him a wanted poster for a thief that i played and that was the only backstory i gave him <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. um well yeah and so it's like we don't have to get we don't have to get too big but like maybe... yeah usually i think what we try and do is figure out like there's usually like three turning points i feel like in any character's kind of like backstory that we kind of like try and bring as like okay well here and then we end up with where they are now and what they want okay so why and... don't we okay start you know born in a litter yeah okay uh let's say this this he had to learn his skills from somewhere maybe he'd like they were they were a group of of hunter scavengers kind of stuff in, okay. in the, the deep jungle well out uh and about like learning stuff he got jealous and pushed one of them off of like someone who found a better better thing pushed one of them off a tree and it died so he nice. killed essentially a, a broodling or a, a not necessarily a brother but yeah. someone he was trading with yeah um which gave him a big strike against him and he had this kind of a hot temper and eventually like the hot temper got him kicked out like okay. much much later and since yeah. that was since everything was so much about him was about you know pride as a group he fell into the drink okay hard all right and he just didn't care anymore would tinker with stuff you know he would take odd jobs just to kill to get more drink and then mm -hmm. like we said one night the outsider came to him and said you work for me now and that's okay. it and he doesn't know what that means. He doesn't know yeah. what, what it wants. All he knows is that he has this mark burned on the back of his left hand. It's seared. It never heals. It just burned right there on the back of his hand. And he just, he doesn't even try to cover it up because at this point he is so invested in the idea of, nope, this outsider came and saved my life. It gave me purpose. I will do what it wants. So it picks up what it knows best and just becomes a hunter. And whatever, like when he comes to a fork in the road, he just sits there and looks at it until he feels something that pulls him towards it. And he goes to the next town 
And like I said, he just goes to the bounty board and goes, I'm here for a reason. I'm taking all of them. Well, I already have people out on there. Well, they better not get in my way. <laughs> you know? I see. I like that. And, and the one thing I picked up on in that is I think this, because the idea of this outsider is kind of intrigued me, but I think, I think I like the idea that this outsider could even like, and this is where I would, this, I would leave this up to the DM, but this <laughs> idea that maybe this outsider is even actually just a very powerful wizard and, or somebody that saw yeah. this person with talent and in a drunken stupor and or state found him and came up to him and kind of just put this into him. And maybe even the Marcus's way of scrying on him and yeah. or influencing him from afar. Like it doesn't have to be an, actually a God. It can be somebody no, no, no. that is using him in, in some For kind sure. of fun and, way. And yeah. That's why, that's why I don't want to be like, Oh, whatever force is drawing me here no he, he just kind of goes i should go left that's the outsider wants and just goes but like he doesn't mm -hmm. like it's like flipping a coin for him he doesn't actually make an active decision he just mm -hmm. kind of goes we're going that way but like it's his own free will but he's not quite smart enough to realize it's his own free will he's just yeah. assuming it to this burn mark so he goes okay. all right let's let's do this so like that would fit him easily into any group where it'd be like hey we need a hunter let's get this guy well if you pay me i'll do it because i'm here for the outsider and you came for me means you're part of the outsider's plan i'm here yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. just go just go no right now i'm not taking prisoners i'm killing them all yeah and he's just like uh we kind of need to question him you question him and then i kill him that's uh, how it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause I mean, and, and that fits in perfectly right to the, 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 the ideal, the outsider yeah. gave me his mark to destroy. So yeah, you are there to just burn down anything and everything. Yeah. In so it'd be like, Oh, we're going like case in point. Let's put him into our group that we're playing as, you know, he'd mm -hmm. butt heads with everybody, but he wouldn't fight them because like, I'm here because the outsider told me to be here, mm -hmm. be here, quote unquote. Yeah, and he'd yeah. be like, all right, well, let's, we're, we're going down here to do this. We have to stop these cultists. All right. Well, I'm going to kill them all and burn their bodies. And then, send them all out to hell i don't care I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know where they go they're not here anymore they're, yeah. they're not here anymore that's what the outsider wanted because yeah. clearly that's what the outsider wanted <laughs> just, he, tommy would be like can i meet this outsider of yours absolutely <laughs> he comes to you in a dream and burns your hand it's brutal oh. as hell and then you do its will <laughs> oh jeez, that kind of reminds me of like the punisher even too in a way yeah. right where it's like if if you if i deem you as on the wrong side of this i kill you if you're not then you're fine you're fine. Like yeah. It's like you, yeah. you jaywalked. I'm going to shoot your legs off. And we'll see. We'll <laughs> see if you jaywalk ever again. And that's, yeah. the, that's, that's like the kind of core thing I've set up with like the idea of core is that he is just simply, all right, this is like, as soon as that thing, I was like, I do what the outsider bids. That works perfectly. Cause he's just there to kill things. Mm -hmm. Nice. The one thing that I yeah. like that Jake brought up that I'd like to make a definitive decision on is kind of who this outsider is. And I personally really like the idea of this outsider being like a wizard who maybe yeah. witnessed like a bar fight and then found Core like in the dumpster behind the bar passed out and was like, you're going to be mine now while he's like asleep. Yep, that's that's perfectly what I would like it to be because awesome. I like, I, I don't, I try not to deal too much with the gods in D&D &D because like yeah. so many DMs are like, well, throw in this out. We're not using this one. We're yeah. not using that one. So it'd be like the perfect idea would just be like a wizard who lives a very long time gave it to him flavor text that his hunter's mark is quite yeah. literally this magic surging through him from the the mark that causes more damage but the wizard is just like fucking with him yeah, yeah. well and that's and that's where it's like I, I think for core he doesn't know right he no he, for him, he, it's, he it's, nope he doesn't yeah, know. He, can't he doesn't know exactly what this person is, or or, or it, he 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 might see it as a god or as a thing. He like, however the character, like, because I think the thing too is like we like to kind of put this out there as like, for one, Bill, if you ever go and play this character, but as well as if someone else picks it up, I think their relationship with this outsider is like 
I don't fucking know. He's just power more powerful than me, and he's yeah. helping me be better. So therefore, he is whatever I'm, I need I'm, him to be. And he wanted me to go out and kill. So every dead body yeah. I give him helps him out. So let's mm-hmm. do it that way. And, and it's like, doesn't matter if if like if the DM says no, it actually is a god. Great. If it's a wizard, that's fine too. Great. Core yep. doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it's like. I think I think that's fun because it, it allows there some wiggle room for this character to still be exciting. To your point, when a DM says, "Oh no, I want it to be more like this." Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> for you Cor- as the player, yeah, it it's like Core's, Core's going to do the same thing with with you having free will and not being someone who goes, "Uh, hold on, yeah, the God definitely wants me to do this." No, no, it's Core's <laughs> going like, "No, I'm I'm going to go get the ham sandwich because the outsiders will that." <laughs> Yep. Yep. what he wants me to uh, eat a ham sandwich clearly because the the pig that it came from so, was dirty and uh, i need to destroy it <laughs> so then i guess the the one question i still have then is with his flaw do you think he is still a drunkard or do you think he th- thinks he sees the outsider as sees that as bad and like or like I, how do you what do you think his view is on that i i would i would do it the same way as um how i have it set up for like des she doesn't drink when she's on the job Okay. okay so so the idea would be uh quite literally the idea of oh i'm i'm on a hunt we mm-hmm. put it down we don't touch it because when i'm done it will be there for me but right now i'm on the outsider's path and the outsider saved me from the booze but i, I still need it because i'm weak and i'm not like the outsider maybe okay. if i kill enough i can stop drinking but right now i'm not that good it's like that's how i would treat it and like maybe yeah. if it's a long hunt he would drink on there but once yeah. the heart hunt officially starts done no more no self-deprecation of um <laughs> outsider doesn't drink he's more powerful than me and i don't have the will to not drink so therefore i'm gonna drink i'm gonna in do it time. but yeah but i won't do it when i'm on his job yeah and, and everything wow. is his job so it would be like soon as it's like soon as we get back to base all right i'm going drinking yep. why because i've pleased the outsider now i need to please my poor poor mortal self <laughs> <laughs> until, well, the, were, uh, until the next time the outsider wants me to do what the outsider quote unquote wants yeah. me to do something yeah. <laughs> and see what i think would be great is figuring out when that breaks when like for it's like you're still on the hunt but like and, and just kind of having it's been like line. a couple of days but like <sighs> yeah right but because that, like, that's that's where I would go to the DM. Like, I need withdrawals. We're like, no, be great. What, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why don't you just drink? He is on the job. He's not gonna drink. Give me withdrawals. Give me a, a penalty to the dexterity because he can't hold his hands straight anymore. Make sure he can't sleep so he takes fatigue. De- you know, fatigue problems. <laughs> he can't drink. He will not drink. He has yeah. the strong willpower to do it. Mm-hmm. But he can't. <laughs> and see, and that's where it's like that. That's where it'd be kind of fun to see again how that like ebbs. Yeah, like as a player, that'd be fun to play. One of your listeners could be like, "No, he's gonna drink." But like for me, the sure. idea would be would be like, "No, he can't." So like technically, he could have the willpower to stop drinking altogether, but he falls back on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and could you just imagine if the wizard showed up and be like, "I need this thing killed, core in the middle of the night." All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. Oh God. Oh jeez! Just, uh, just imagine that idea of like we're going, we're going where we're killing this thing. That's like the up. mayor of the city. We're killing it now. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. care who it is or if it's a rat. We're murdering it and eating on its flesh right now. <laughs> Cora, how you need to pump the brakes? You pump the brakes. <laughs> I need a shot, and the only way I'm getting a shot of whiskey is if we kill this. Kill this thing. <laughs> so like that, that could be a lot of fun for a DM to be like, all right, I want, I really want the party to do something. Let's get this pseudo. <laughs> 
ranged barbarian yeah. to, to, be, to be the voice the dm in the sense of all right we need to go do this job but you guys are you know sticking around and not doing it wizard shows up i need you to do this done let's go yeah. <laughs> and grabbing see, everybody by the back of the collars like we're hunting <laughs> the question that i have that follows up with this is so we have that he destroys everything in his path which is an evil alignment do you think then is this lawful evil is this a sense of like or is it neutral or like i think he would be lawful evil and what the dm wants the wizard to be would be something totally different yeah yeah yeah. because if the wizard's pure evil then maybe he could use it as an insta you know a way to like direct him to be evil but in his mind if he feels like oh i need to go kill this he's gonna go kill it and then he's done he's not gonna go and like you know burn a whole village down he's gonna like kick down the door of a village kill this blacksmith and then walk out and be like you're a monster the outsider will that just accept your fate and just walk away you know yeah because that's his that is his yeah yeah you'd be like "Mm, i need the body we need to bury it i need the body why to collect the bounty to make the outsider happy (laughs) you you can keep his shoes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i mean and that's what it's just like i think because lawful evil i think is a fun one because there's there's the idea of being evil, but you have a code and a law that yeah. you follow within that that keeps you from being chaotic and just completely awful. But then also there's this idea of lawful evil of you work within the laws that are currently there to push forward your evil. And this is very much not necessarily that, right? It's yeah. it's, it's him enforcing his own law and his own rule within Maybe that. neutral well, evil in the sense that he he's going to kill things, but not necessarily like go out to push evil. He's He's simply just doing what he thinks is the job. Yeah, but 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 he very much has a code, right? He has yeah, this he does, law, yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's where it's true. like again, I I don't know, I I think I say this every time, but alignment is something that is just a guiding yeah, tool. It's, it's, it's a, a guide. It's it's, it's it's not yeah. really. Which is why I always fall back on lawful neutral because you can make your own <laughs> rules. And if anybody in the DM group goes, wait a minute, is this your rule? Yeah, it is. Well, now you know how to deal with me a little bit better, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it never really comes into gameplay. I've tried to bring it in uh, as a DM once, where I had like, oh, you're in this. Works. But but see no the way I brought it in before is that there there was a temple that they were walking into and anyone that walked over this symbol if I said if I if I thought their character's alignment was any way not just pure not good whether it was chaotic good neutral good or lawful good a trap would be triggered or something would be triggered or like and I've seen some ideas of like oh this item only works or gets enhanced if it's wielded by somebody that alignment DM wise I think is this or this. <laughs> And so that's where it's like, I think that's the only way I've ever really seen it come in if the DM wants it to be important. Other than that, yeah. nah, it's whatever. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing with like, oh, you picked this god as your deity. Well, we're not really going to cover that. Let's just keep moving along. Very rarely does this stuff come up like that. So it's like, mm-hmm. I always try to have fun with stuff like that, where it's like, okay, we're going to do it this way. I think yeah. I always think of the alignment as like parts of the Caribbean where it's like, it's more of, less of a more, like guide- more like guidelines. Yeah yeah exactly exactly um, and that's 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 a good way to always look at it is like uh they're not really something you should follow it's more along the lines of it kind of adds flavor to it mm-hmm. so then i think the last thing because I, th- I think all of this background backstory wise is pretty great and on point but the last thing i'll say is do we think what do we think his overall i mean we have the motivation right if he sees it he hunts it you know if he can hunt it he can touch it and if he can yeah. touch it he can really to me it always that when you said it the first time i was like that sounds like a really drawn out sat question yeah <laughs> like, <It's>, yeah <laughs> i mean but, yeah but but like then as far as what does that mean for him what is he striving to do is he just i mean because i feel like even if he has this overall goal of like okay i'm just currently serving the outsider like 
is it just to your point, like you said, hopefully one day maybe be strong enough to not drink? Yeah, or maybe, is there something maybe, more, maybe more than strong that, enough or... to that, or maybe to understand and actually go forth and meet the outsider if it is this like like the idea of like I want to be strong enough so I can be deemed worthy mm-hmm. kind of thing because clearly I'm not worthy. I like that. Well, yeah, and I think that plays into again if if, if when the outsider found him, he found him in this fucking drunken yeah. fugue state and just made like if, if he just talked down to him because he was this alcoholic blah blah whatever he said i i need you and i need you to fucking like think get your head straight so maybe he just interpreted that as like okay i need to get sober yeah <laughs> I'm, to, I'm, like, I'm, I'm building towards something that the outsider yeah. wants me for and if i die i was too weak for it and he'll find somebody else but like clearly i'm building towards what the out I'm, I'm trying to be the better tool for the outsider yeah and i think as far as like if i'm if i'm dming this what i would then also want to bring back in is that drive and that that sense of you you want a place to belong because yeah. you want to be accepted yeah. and and i think that you can play with in three different ways you have the outsider that he's trying to prove he is worthy to and he wants to be accepted by him the way kind of like you see like a a, a distant father figure or parent like mm-hmm. figure it's like oh i'm just trying to do everything i can to make them happy that's what the outsider kind of is but then also the group he finds if he can he, find he that within that to be right? belong in them. Like, Mm-hmm. And then, and then also himself. I was going to say it's the original family, but his oh, self, well, yes, suck you. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, himself is also one, yeah. Because I think if he comes to peace with himself, then he'll realize he doesn't need any of those. He doesn't need. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need anything, and yeah. that would be an interesting conversation where it's like he he has that growth, and like the outsider goes, "I need to do this. I'm more powerful than you. You can go yeah. away." He's like, I don't need to do anything for you anymore. Um, and that would be a great then boss fight, right? Like yeah. then you have them fighting cool. this. <laughs> yeah. And but but what I was gonna even say is as a DM, I would love to play with this idea of if you're what's your family currently or the group you were raised by or hunters is like if you ever interact with them again, if they're like holy shit what the fuck happened to you <laughs> like and you're just now this dark deity or not deity, but this dark thing that is just killing everything and and even if at one point you come into this town and if they were hunters and people too and it's like oh they're hunting the same thing nope <laughs> like <laughs> you you threw me aside you saw me as worthless the outsider built me up this is the outsider's prey you back off but see like that <laughs> dyna- like that whole because i think i think his the reason he felt so vulnerable and that he is now striving for this outsider is because he was kicked out of this group originally yeah, but, because but he was thrown how well, you're I right play it would be like right. that where it'd be like you saw me as weak the outside saw me as strong. I am proving myself to him. You back down or I'll put you in the ground for the outside. Exactly. exactly. And that's where it's like that that level of tension. And like, again, I'm just saying like, I'm trying to think through this as somebody that was trying to set up encounters and longer term like yeah. interactions. I think that would be a fun one to potentially have I, at some and point. I, I think I would play it out along, along the lines of it'd be a fair hunt. But mm-hmm. if the other person got close, he would non-lethally shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, even lethally shoot them. But like, have that moment of do I? D- depending on the player's choice, would they non-lethally or lethally? What, how much yeah. ties would there be? And non-lethally, then pull the arrow and be like, "I warned you. The next time, you will not be lucky." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's where it's like I think that's the fun thing about this character. That's a decision. Whoever is playing this as a person, yeah, you, 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 you choose. You can take core any direction you want. You know, mm-hmm. do you want him to be this zealous deity or do you want him to shrug it off in five or six sessions? Yeah. It's up to you. I think that's fun. How um, how old do you want this character to be? Uh, I'd probably make him, they live the same age as humans. So I'd probably make him like 45. 45. Where where he, he got kicked out probably around like 17 or 20 and then spent the rest of the time just being a drunkard. And okay. then now has just kind of got it together so he still has a while and i i'm kind of like how i'm assuming like he'd still have like a good 
20-ish years before you have to like slow down. But even yeah. then, he wouldn't slow down. He okay. would go until his back breaks and just be like, kill me. I wasn't strong enough. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's our second oldest character at 45, right? Is Jake? Old Man Ogan the other? Ogan. Or oh my, oh, 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 I, I combined Omog and Logan. Ogan. <laughs> old, oh man. old Man Old Man Omog was his name. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> was his name, oh. Um, <laughs> so last thing we need to, we'd like to flesh out before we, um, you know, mess around and play these characters is what do you, how do you envision seeing, what's the character look like? Um, uh, again, he'd probably be like, uh, they're like seven to eight feet tall, right? Yeah. Uh, six so. to seven is what it said, but six, it could seven, be taller. Oh, like that's let's, average. Let's make, him, let's make him like seven, three. So he's bigger. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, and like like I said, he hunches down. He has inverted legs, so it's like almost like he's stepping on his on his tiptoes. Uh-huh. Um, his his main base of the skin is very maroon, deep maroon. Uh, you know, there's a couple scratches and scars over his body in the sense of like you know where where hunts went wrong. Uh, his his toe claws are blackened by dirt. His main claws are like stained yellow from like everything else he does it with uh like you know claws he has a claw attack too yeah because he's in the backseat so you know he, if he needs to he has his weapons um he'd have that very like pseudo bounty hunter look where it's like you know think think like clint eastwood in in a man with no name okay. where it's not where it's not necessarily like a poncho but like a, they're a ratty esque like coverall over him yeah. and they had a hood and underneath that he has like basic like you know stitched together leathered armor kind of idea and like on one of his shoulders is just a skull trophy that he has on his shoulder blade because you know a little bit of predator influence on there would be sick as hell and um you know he just walks into town just like clint eastwood would not looking at anybody walks into the bar gets a drink because he's not on the job yet he drinks a little (laughs) bit talks to the bartender and just you know bounty board where (laughs) <laughs> you know, just, just, all right, I've, I've gotten my vice. I've gotten what I had to do. Where is it? Okay. I'm, and just like, you know, his crossbows on his back, like, like I said, a heavy crossbow, maybe a, like a dagger or something with him as well. Oh, and since he likes to tinker, like all kinds of fun traps, anything the DM would let me get oh, my hands yeah. on, anything I can get my hands on, anything that I could do. He'd be visiting shops to find like bear traps and like bolas or anything. And then just, just like so adding he, stuff to him. Yeah, just always adding like, ooh, what's that? What does it do? I want that. Give it to me now. Nice. nice. You know, uh, he's, he's not someone who holds on to money. He's somebody who uses it because it, it's a necessity to have. Yeah. It's a, just a step in between it. It's like, I need this item to continue the hunt to please the outsider. I don't care. I don't bargain. You give me, you want this much money? There it is. Give it to me now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and that actually fits in. So um, I've been reading through like the, the Tabaxi backstory or their personality and stuff like that. And it also says they don't care for wealth. They don't yeah. have, like, they don't obsess yeah. over anything or, and stuff. And what I think is interesting, it says in combat, and, and they're usually tribal like creatures. And so they have more things like slings and, and bolas and javelins. But I think it totally makes sense that when he was kicked out, he then embraced the way of the world and yeah. the heavier hitting stuff. So that when he comes, like, if he does interact with this group again, they're like, oh shit, you got. You get some bigger things. We're just throwing javelins at you. He's like, that's cute. <laughs> I'll, I'll dodge it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then, and then, I, if I could, I would probably like see if the the DM would let me flavor text like a rifle instead of a crossbow, mm-hmm. because I I would just like I would like that idea of that one step further removed from his mm-hmm. tribe. But the idea of like he just has this giant like elephant gun, like 
again in my head it's quickly down unders like giant rifle that he can shoot somebody from like two or three hundred yards away without a sight he's just walking in with it and like well that's not sight of a tabaxi carrying a rifle that's not right i don't want to deal with this guy and he just grabs you and goes bounty board where (laughs) oh man all right cool yeah i think that's everything um, the one thing I do want to ask you is because I'm not quite certain of it myself, and, I, and also just in case we have someone who is listening who's unfamiliar, when you use the term flavor text something, oh, what do you okay. So a flavor text would simply mean like you would take all the stats for a, like a heavy crossbow, everything okay. is that, and then you just quite literally move the term heavy crossbow and put rifle, okay. and then instead of instead of crossbow bolt, you put ammunition, and you treat it exactly the same. You don't mm-hmm. take heavy uh like what is it crossbow expertise that you can load it on the fly okay, you don't okay. take that so the idea is like you get one shot and then your next turn you have to reload because he's gotcha. there he's there to play the hunt out if i don't get you in the first shot this is gonna get interesting but okay. i'm gonna follow you and i'm gonna kill you and i don't care how long it's mm-hmm. there because the outsider has deemed your death awesome i want clarification for myself and for anyone listening that may not be familiar with that term it, it actually yeah, put a skin on it right it's the yeah, idea of like oh you're in a game it's just kind of like oh okay it looks like a gun instead of a crossbow and yeah, yeah that's that's all it is a flavor text is quite literally taking everything that's already there and just changing the name so mm-hmm. when you say instead of like he walks in and he's got a rifle, but it acts just like a, a heavy crossbow. No, it's like he has a rifle. And okay, your DM's sure. like, no, we're treating it just like this, the same amount of dice, same amount of damage, same amount of ammunition. When you go to buy mm-hmm. stuff, you might be like, I need more ammunition. This is what I'm carrying. And they're like, okay, here's the price that we're using for crossbow bolts, blah, blah, okay. blah. Like it's just strictly yeah. flavor text. It doesn't change anything. You don't have to make anything up, but I would do it that way to be like, I want to use a heavy crossbow, but I want to call it a rifle. And most DMs mm-hmm. be like, no, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's essentially what we do here in the idea of like, oh, we're doing it for the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the not story. trying to min-max. We're not trying to make a better weapon or make anything that looks like or no, we're does something that makes you oh, oh super powerful. It's just, no, just no, the it's story. Just, I, I wanted a rifle, but I don't want to like homebrew it and make it possibly overpowered. Because yeah. the idea, like I always like a character who has horrible flaws in everything. Like sooner or later, characters will be like, oh, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to do this. Why? I don't know. Because it's fun that way. So, like, the idea would be, like, you could take crossbow, you know, expertise and not have to worry about that reload. But to me, that's something I relish in. Like, bam, you shoot, you miss. All right, we're going to reload. Why didn't you take this yet? Because there's no fun if you do it that way. (laughs) You want them to run. It gets their blood going. It's my blood going. They start running. They think they're okay. You follow them for a day or two, and then you kill them in their sleep. (laughs) Oh, man. And that's All that's right. that's how I would play it. And that's <laughs> core. Speaking of how you would play it, uh, we're gonna do that next. You think you're ready to do that, Bill? Play this character for? Uh, like I haven't been haven't been doing that for the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna do it. We're gonna role play a scenario. We're gonna have three people actually here. Oh man, this is intense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on. All oh, right, my. now I'm ready. All right, kicking <laughs> in with Jake over there. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's let's see how this character actually plays. We find ourselves at the CD Tavern once again. It's a uh, it's kind of a slower rush right now. Typically, it's a, it's around um, it's around nighttime. The sun's just about to set. 
So, you know, the dinner rush is over. There's a couple people lingering inside, um, finishing up their conversations, just chit-chatting, having some, you know, uh, just drinks now. And um, the the place is doing pretty well. Uh, it's, it's, it's decently lit. Um, all the rooms are booked for tonight. Um, and then, yeah, it's just uh, pretty basic. Um, and then everyone... And then the door is open, apologies. <laughs> and in walks this big ass seven foot three tabaxi. Um, has got a deep maroon color, crossbow on his back that, you know, um, looks like a rifle. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you walk in and uh, what do you do, tabaxi? Uh, I eye the place. What's around? Okay. So what's around is just like there's a couple of circular tables. All the tables are circular. Um, there's a, a couple off in the distance in the back. They might be on a date. Um, there are, there's no plates on the table. Just, a, just there are two drinks that they're nursing. Um, there's a gathering off to the left. Um, just a bunch of people enjoying each other's company, having a good time, some laughter occasionally out of them. And then there's um, a couple of people at the bar. Um, looks like some people are together, some people are separate, but there's definitely a stool available or if you want to sit by yourself, there's no one on either side of you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what it's looking like right now. I head to that stool and halfway through, I sling the, the rifle off my back and hold it in my hand. So when I sit down, I place it against the bar. Okay, so it's on the ground, like leaned up against the bar? Yeah, I'm leaned, leaned up okay. against it. Awesome. In my mind, so, in my mind, it's a long, like a long rifle. Okay, so the okay. the... the, the the nose of it then would be like taller than the bar. Yes. The barrel is towards barrel, the yeah. ceiling. Okay, cool. All right. So then as you sit down, the bartender notices you and um, it's a half orc bartender, um, kind of skinny for a half orc, nothing too really special about him. Um, but he walks over and he goes, um, Oh, welcome to the CD tavern. Uh, how, what can I get you? Uh, I put 10 pieces of gold on the bar and say strong. Cool. <laughs> Just, I mean, this will get you quite a bit of strong. You, you want just strong? Just keep, okay, and I just I, I go get you, um, our strongest drink that we have. Um, it's I'm gonna assume it's uh it's a honey mead with three shots of some honey whiskey in it, and I put it that down in front of you. I pick it up and I smell it. Okay, what do you and do? I you react to it? I lick it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, if you don't mind, that'll be just just one of these. And I kind of cautiously reach over and grab a gold piece, and like I'm watching you the whole time. And if you don't stop me, I just take that and bring it over to like the register thing or whatever. I don't stop you, and okay. I down the drink. You down it? Yep. Oh, oh sir, you be careful with that one. I slam it on the bar. I've never seen uh, anyone quite as big or as hairy as you around here before you come here often or i look down at my rifle and then remove my hood to show that one of my ears is cropped off oh. it's scarred and like it was something ripped it off and there is a uh, decent like crescent shape across one of my eyes like a scratch down like where the like the indent of the the natural would be and, and look at the the half orc and go bounty board uh, the, we, we we don't have a, a bounty board in, in this town. We're, we're kind of small and no, usually don't get much trouble. But as of late, it seems like every once in a while these... I spit on the weird, ground. Oh, but sir, that's a... Uh, I was brought here for a reason. Something needs to be hunted. 
well, like I was saying, every every once in a while, someone comes into this bar who's, you know, a little off color and and weird, but they usually stay a night and leave and don't hear from them again. Uh, so as of right now, we don't really we don't have to see a need for a, a bounty board. Color doesn't matter; they all die the same. Uh, well, I just meant that they were a little different than the folks that, that live here. But I understand. Uh, then who's it, bothering this place that needs to be done? Wasting uh, my time, bartender. Well, there was a the man. outsider doesn't like to be wasted. The outsider who there's, there's, there's someone you outside your name. Oh, is uh, who needs to be hunted? Uh, I'm sorry. Is someone joining you outside? No. Oh. Um. Well, uh, at this time, a bounty hunter probably hears this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Behind you, uh, up walks a pot-bellied, kind of larger human, but smaller than you, with just a, a big tuft beard that kind of then just pulls up the chair next to you and goes to get his drink refilled and just kind of puts it down on the counter and then kind of eyes you up and looks up and goes, so that's a lot of gold you got set out there on the counter. You... uh Cat. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll take another of the the honey mead. Oh, yeah, just uh, sure. Yep, yep, definitely right away. And I grab that and scurry off. And I take a little bit of extra time bringing it back because I don't want to come back. And I just turn to eye this this other thing in front of me and go, "You scared off the information." Oh, well, I couldn't help but notice what you were asking for was something that he didn't seem to have. Noted. Do you have it? You look like you're very, quite capable, I guess. I don't know. It looks, uh, I'm assuming if you're still standing here, those things that uh, did that to you probably aren't. We, uh, We've been setting up shop here in town, and, uh... We? There's only you. It's the royal we. I'm referring to people that aren't currently here. I'm saying that, uh, you were asking for bounties and hunting, yes? I, I was eavesdropping. I'm trying to be polite. Is there a point... Because you're wasting my time. Look, you set ten gold down in the barn as far as I could tell, and you've only had one drink so far. Are you not trying to drink some more, my friend? I was brought here for a reason. Something needs to be hunted. There's something that needs to be hunted fucking everywhere that doesn't... Look, I'm saying that we have a bit of a... I mean, we like to think of it more as a game and more of sport. We like to go out and will... There's some large things off in the woods north of the city, just outside the limits of Podcastria, that, I don't know, the largest weight that can be brought back, well, we we like to pay out pretty well for it. I look down at my left hand, rub something, look over, win. Oh, well, we, 
Well, you'd like to do it on the, on the weekends, and now two, about two days from now, when the I look local... outside. What is a weekend? At this time, I've come back and I give the uh, the drink to Jake's character, and I say, uh, uh, "Anything else for, uh, for you, uh, sir?" I won't directly look at uh, the tabaxi, but I'm definitely talking to you. Did, did you only take a, like a one gold coin? Yeah. Or is there still ten? So there's nine stacked there's up nine. there. I just look it down at it, look up at the bartender, and oh. then does do the cat tilt. Right. Okay. So I'll get you another. And uh, if you need anything in the meantime, uh, my my name's Bar. First name Bar, last name Tender. And I grab a gold piece from you, and I go and get you another drink. Well, that one seems like he's uh, not really up for much outside of this. But no, in, in, in two moons, two days, the sun will come up once and then go down again two more times, and then that morning is when we will head out. Is that a better way of getting you to understand this, my furry little friend? I look down at you and go, I'm not little. No, you're not. You're but little. This... Yes, but, you know, I think the measure of a man is more something along the lines of what he can bring back. I'm not a man. You're a man. I am. And that is something that uh, beasts like yourself should maybe be wary of. Your kind dies fast. No sport in it. (laughs) Oh, man. You definitely have quite the talk to you. I would be interested to see if you think you could actually go toe-to-toe with some of the uh, hunters we have here in town. Where are these hunters? Not at a bar. Why would they be here now? It depends. I mean, there's Gavin. He's the blacksmith downtown. He's pretty good with a bow. He makes these arrows. Makes them himself, and upon impact, the shatter. Oh, you you could see quite a bit, and then I don't know. There's also I, at that point I take my rifle and put it on the table, and open the chamber and present to him the bullet. That's and quite. It's about the size of like normal finger length of a person, and go. You should see what this does to them. Oh, that's quite the hunk of metal. But uh, with this contraption you have, you have here, it looks like. Uh, you would scare away anything in the area as well as uh, any local stone giants in the mountain miles away. So uh, if they interfere with the hunt, they're on the hunt and therefore they will be brought down. You only need one shot to take down your target. You're talk- the hunt is over. You're talking about taking down a stone giant in <laughs> one shot. Yeah, I, I roll back my garb to show the leather armor and this big, like, dinosaur-looking skull on my shoulder. And I lift it up, and I point where there's a scar underneath my shoulder. They hit hard, but they go down harder. Two I'm sorry. full moon cycles to heal from that. I'm sorry, are you saying you expect me to believe that you've taken down a stone giant by yourself? 
What's not to believe? If I can see it, I can touch it. And if I can touch it, I can hunt it. And if I hunt it, it dies. You have a tenacity about you that is... It's hard to place, and whether it's coming from a sense of confidence or arrogance, but it's so palpable. Oh, what, what is your name, my uh, feline friend? Did the bartender bring me another drink? So the, so the bartender comes by and says, uh, uh, you know, based on how you uh, drank the last one, which again, ill-advised, um, I brought you two. <laughs> And I take another gold piece and I set two drinks down in front of you. I drink one immediately. Okay. Put it down and say, core. And I slide the other one over to the human. Oh, I already have this this mead. I don't... Again, threw... head tilt cat look. Do you know what's in... Bah, is that is that the double honey sweet? Uh, uh, that's the triple honey sweet. You guys have a triple version of that? He, he said strong, and based on his eyes, I didn't think he was fucking around, so I put another one in there. I thought Terrence stopped doing that after the one time the Goliath got a little bit... If Terrence has an issue with the triple honey sweet, then he can tell this this person that. All right, uh, well, uh, cheers. And he goes and Drinks as much of it as he can, can't finish it, and then puts it back down on the bar. Goes, <clears throat> oh, my, <clears throat> my name is 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 Truben, and he just shake, puts his hand out to shake yours. He puts his hand out and pats on top of it. Oh, all right. Uh, well, Cole, if. Uh, <clears throat> How did you just throw that back? <laughs> can I get a water? Um, Ba, Ba, can I get a water? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. A side of water down the bar to you. Um, well, cool. <clears throat> I um, reside uh, down the street, and I've been the one organizing these hunts. I'm not sure if there'll be quite the bounty uh, behind it, that uh, you would be hoping for, but in this small town, it's a little bit of excitement that we can get here. What are we hunting? There's all sorts of things out there. There's giant elks. There's some owl bears. There's, I mean, people have even had talks of griffins. I don't know, but I mean, whatever you can get your, your hands on, there's not, we haven't had much way in the need of putting up bounties on any sorts of creatures yet, but uh, it's more for trophy and for sport. If it's what the outsider wills. And I down the next drink. Uh, the bartender comes back over and goes, uh, uh, Truben, uh, do you think I could go on this one this time? I've always, I've, every time I ask you if I can come and you always seem to mix up your days and you'll tell me to be somewhere and then no one else is there. I mean, uh, I, I know I I know I, my first name's Bar, last name Tender, but I have gone by first name Advent, last name Churer before. Yes, and then what happened when when you showed up with your with your backpack and all of your things ready to go? Well, I think there was a mix-up because uh, no one was there. 
Ah, uh, we've talked about this. You with an axe is more dangerous to yourself than to anything else. You tried to chop down that tree one time and you broke the wagon you took out into the woods. I mean, I didn't know it was going to fall that way. The axe? You struck the wheel. Oh. Uh, you know what? You're right. I remember that now. Bob, <laughs> uh, I, I think maybe if we can just keep you in town for the time being, I don't want... These, these are supposed to be fun, and I don't need anyone dying on these types of uh, outings. Fun is not a hunt. The hunt is to kill. You know what, Ruben? I don't think I want to go anymore. <laughs> and yes. Court turns to Bar and goes, how many of these? And he starts flicking the gold coins a little bit. Oh. For food. Oh, for, uh, the, I mean, two? Pushes some towards you. Food. Oh, got it right up. Uh, you uh, you meet, eat meat? Meat eater? I look, I look and he goes, does this bar have place to stay? Uh, unfortunately, all of our rooms are booked right now. But I might be able to convince someone to leave. Pushes another coin towards you. Is that enough? Uh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll we'll get you somewhere to stay. Just hang tight. I'll get you food. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I walk away. Two moons is yes. all I need. Okay, two moons. Got it. I'll uh, you you watch as I like kind of go outside of the bar and run up the scurry up the stairs, and then I knock on the first door, and you hear some yelling and cursing at me. And I go, oh, sorry, and then you kind of just hear that <laughs> keeps happening in the background. Knock knock. I'm that, not leaving. <laughs> that poor that man. Uh, Terrence really just is the kindest owner of this bar core and he just really gives jobs to anybody including um well bar um but yes two two moons is when we will be heading out um we usually like to send people out in pairs and or in a group with people no point me in the direction and i'll find it all right well we just try and bring down whatever the largest thing is in the woods at the time <clears throat> I am excited. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if something happens between now and then that needs to be hunted, he, he eyes your size up and down. Hmm. Anything. I'm sorry. Are you trying to imply something here, Cor? You said anything that was the largest. I'm making sure no one's going to try to shoot me. Fair point. I will make sure that everyone knows that you are a part of the hunt and not what is being hunted. Because I'd hate to return fire. I don't believe that. <laughs> you, you hear upstairs at this point, screw you, and then a door slam, and uh, you... <laughs> And then Bar comes slowly down the stairs, comes back behind the bar, and has his head down, and he's soaking wet. Uh, water was definitely thrown in his face. And uh, he goes, uh, 
sir, you know, there's a cot in the manager's office that's just as comfy as ever, but here's, I live alone. Here's the key to my place. Please don't steal anything. You can stay there and I'll just stay here. He takes the key and then gives it back to you and says, I'll sleep outside. You'd be one that fall off the tree early in life. I think he may have, Cole. Um, look, I have a barn next to my place. I don't, it's not much, but it'll be a roof. If you want to set up whatever camp you have inside there, I'd be happy to have you. Thank you. What was your name again, small fat human? Truben. Small fat human. <laughs> Years, I can still. This isn't. Shut up! And he grabs his beer. (laughs) Bar chuckles. Small fat human. (laughs) Cor just puts his hand about "Mm," and like moves it up and down to about Torpen's eye. Goes small, and then goes wide and goes fat. (laughs) Slow on the hunt. Yeah, slow on the hunt. <laughs> and I think, uh, I, I think that's it. I think it's seen. And seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm afraid of uh, Cora. <laughs> Best part is he doesn't even have a charisma. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got a yeah yeah. But he's got way. one. Yeah. Um. Well, for someone who names themselves. After their current occupation, I'm not very bright, so you could uh, <laughs> need a high charisma to convince me what's going on. <laughs> I just listened to the episode where you played that same one. The, really? Same, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, of course he's bringing that one back for this. Bar <laughs> slash tender. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan loves coming up with names, so when I put him on the spot to come up with a name, we get that. Yeah. We, get, we get bar tender. <laughs> Mr. 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 Tender. <laughs> that can mean a lot of things. Maybe I'm a great lover. Except then you get to the first name. What's your first name? Bar. Yeah. It could also mean you taste great in ranch, but you know, uh, we'll never know. Does, does, do you have a brother who's like uh... <laughs> chicken? His name's Chicken. chicken? Yeah. yeah. Bartender and Chicken Tender. It's a whole family. <laughs> Fish tender? I don't know. <laughs> no, right. he legally changed his name to uh, Smith. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, core like, and I think that was great. Like his level of intensity, like I think is one that within a group dynamic would be really. He'd be, he'd be somebody you could play off of for, for, for yeah. that interesting because he'd be like, when are we getting to the next hunt? What are we doing next? Mm-hmm. What are we doing next? And I'm like, we're relaxing. I'm going to go drink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's his relaxing. Exactly. Well, and, and it's like, what's too is what we, I always try to envision like these, these little role-playing things we do here as like the camp or episode zero of like whatever you're doing and so like just in this scenario like whatever the dm wants to do with it but like this could be like oh yeah there's a town hunt everyone's going out and you're in a group and here's how you meet their other adventurers and when you're out there like who knows like it can go anywhere from oh you fall down a hole and you're attacked by a bunch of goblins exactly this is clearly what i was meant to kill no it won't win me the hunt but this is clearly meant by the outsider to find Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. and that's where it's like too in that in that whole idea of introducing core to a group or getting him in with an adventuring party he's just in the bar and he's looking for what the next thing is if anyone in that bar then says oh we're going out to hunt to do this exactly yep and it's like that's 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 great to be able to have that that hook then right off the bat 
Um, and <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone would fuck around with him. I don't think anyone nope. would think he's not serious. Yeah. So it's, it, it, when the when the idea of came out of, of no, it's a ranged barbarian. I'm like, yep, that's how we're playing him. He's a ranged barbarian, <laughs> which is essentially what it is, right? Yeah. I'm like, he's, oh, he's, man. it's like he's not trying to be coy or anything. Like when you have a 17 in constitution as a ranger, you're a tank that can hunt yeah. people. Yeah. You're not yeah. gonna do much else. So you're just like, nope, just play him. He's he's there for the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And what I mean, we need I think, to do we need to break down this door. I'm gonna shoot it. I'm gonna shoot it some game. Yeah. He he is a hammer. Everything yeah. is a nail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a nail. Oh yes. man. Well, all right. So yeah, I mean, that's all we've got. Um everyone listening, please let us know what you thought of Core, um, the character that our good friend Bill made for us today. And um, the best way that you can let us know your opinion is reaching out to us at our email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. With that, you can email us any arts, um, opinions on what you think we're doing, um, any characteristics you may want us to play with to create a character for you. Um, and also, if you use any of our characters in a campaign, please let us know how that goes. I would absolutely love to hear those stories. Yeah, no, that would be that'd be great. I mean, especially with, with Bill, I feel like with this character that you made here, I think <laughs> just what big things he killed, what yeah. what potential like trouble he got into would be awesome. And yeah. Um, yeah. Did He's you already do the here. social stuff? Did you give him the handle? I'm not on the socials. Our social okay. medias are for Twitter, I... Instagram, and Facebook. Nope. Uh, under <laughs> you fucked me up. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook at rng underscore pc. Yeah, that's that's probably the best place to share your art potentially of what uh, core looks like because I think the, the description Bill gave of this character is a very vivid one and honestly yeah. should inspire us to do better of describing our characters <laughs> in the future. <laughs> um, it's not it's not just what you're wearing, it's the style in which they deal. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And and the stained hands you have from the blood. Yeah, the blood and the dirt and the ripping and the tearing and the slashing <laughs> and the eating. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and also like if you're if you're listening, I think it's specifically on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, right? Yeah. Is where the reviews are. Apple Podcasts is the only platform that has a reviewing system which sure because they always got to be different um definitely review us let us know what you're thinking there good bad or ugly just let us know what you think and honestly we would love to read them out which is what we're going to do now because we have reviews and so we have this one that is just titled great i listen to this podcast i thought that was it no (laughs) just just, um (laughs) i guess is is it from here at the top bml 178 yes BML178, and it's just titled Great. I listen to this podcast while doing some simple chores slash activities. It's great to help pass the time. I enjoy it because they are very humorous and very open to what direction their characters go. Besides the humor, the direction their characters go is what I really enjoy. All the thought behind creating the characters and getting into their history slash motives slash etc. is great. So if you you want to put something in there that I have to read out verbatim for the first time ever seeing it in this current document, please feel free to review us and I will do that. Do it in a funny voice next time. I can can try a funny voice. I mean, I need to get better at that. That's what we do here. Just make up funny voices for people. Just, Um, uh... 
<laughs> ooh, ooh, we should do it for whoever makes the character. Do it in the character voice that way. Corey has to set. So oh, now shit. you have to do, next week you have to do core. <laughs> just constantly. I love that. I love the purr humming. When you hummed, it sounded like purring to me. I was like, yes, that's great. That, yeah, um, the growl. The growl. Yes. Okay. Either way, this is the yeah, outro. Outsider We're done. Tell me to listen to this podcast, so therefore I'm not. <laughs> Outsider said this podcast was fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it from all of us here at RNGPC, including Bill this week. Thank so you thanks so much for joining us, for Bill. The time. Yeah, yeah no we appreciate this. Anytime we're uh, back, I'll gladly do another one. Awesome, yeah. sweet. Thank I mean, you for being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And guys, if you liked us having someone else on here with us, let us know. Um, but other than that, uh, I would say just keep rolling and keep playing, guys. Yeah, I think we're out of here. Thank you again, Bill. Bye. Bye. Bye.